1: The Fraser Institute is out with its latest report on wait times for medical treatment, and there's good news and bad news. The median wait time across the country is more than five months, 20.9 weeks, which is the second longest wait time ever recorded, according to this report. Here in Ontario, though, we are doing better with the shortest total wait time, 16 weeks, 4 months. Patients wait longest between a GP referral and orthopedic surgery. That number is 39.1 weeks on average. So we're going to drill down and have a look at all the wait times that should affect us mostly. I would like to hear from you, 416 360 toll-free 866 740 740 And now I'm joined by Bacchus Barua, who is the Associate Director of Health Policy Studies at the Fraser Institute and author of the report. Bacchus, welcome. Thanks for being with us.
2: Good afternoon, and thank you so much for having me on the show.
1: Okay, so uh, was there anything in here that surprised you?
2: You know, unfortunately, the answer is no. Um, after a very brief reprieve that we had in um, in, in twenty eighteen, where the wait times dropped from uh, the record high of twenty one point two weeks to about nineteen point eight weeks, wait times are on the rise again this week. This year, it's twenty point nine weeks. Uh, it's part of a long, consistent trend that we've seen over the last three decades uh, with increasing wait times in Canada.
1: Okay, uh, we'd like to talk about Ontario. We're in Ontario, doing a little better. Uh, but one of the things that you measured and one of the things I find with just people I know is the wait time between a referral from a GP to getting an appointment with a specialist and then the wait time between the appointment from the specialist and actually getting the treatment. So what do those numbers look like? <laughs>
2: Yeah, so Ontario's, you know, traditionally done better than the national median, and absolutely this year it is um, the province again with the shortest wait time, uh, but it's important for us to remember that that's the shortest wait time in a country with remarkably long wait times. Uh, so Ontario's wait time is 16 weeks this year. Um, just to provide a little bit of context, in 1993 when we first started measuring wait times, uh, the wait time in Ontario was just nine weeks. So over time it has, uh, the situation has deteriorated quite considerably. Um, as you mentioned, we we do measure wait time in two different segments. Uh, so we measure it uh, between uh, getting a referral from your general practitioner to actually seeing a specialist, and that's about eight weeks in Ontario. Uh, and then from uh, seeing your specialist to actually getting treatment is another eight weeks um, after that.
1: Okay, and and sometimes you know it's, uh, this is totally anecdotal, but I I was I was at a party last night talking to a friend who needs a knee replacement. And she said that the issue is, uh, you know, having staff for the OR and she was going to have to wait until sometime in the new year just to get her date because the, there was an issue with, with staff in the OR, not necessarily the surgeon.
2: Absolutely. You know, one of the things that um, that not our institute, but but actually the Montreal Economic Institute did a couple of years ago uh, was it actually surveyed ORs um, across Quebec and actually found that a lot of the ORs were either shut or not being used efficiently. Um, many ORs were not being used in the evenings and weekends, um, and certainly I would I would expect that that's a similar situation um, elsewhere. Uh, one of the things is in Canada that we have to contend with is that we have this single payer government purse. Uh, And so even if resources are sometimes available, even if ORs are available, there isn't necessarily the funding attached to it um, that would enable these ORs to actually be used uh, because of the way that we actually fund our hospitals. Uh, When we look at other countries with universal health care, they usually fund them based on activity. So the hospital actually gets paid when a a patient comes in. But again, because of the complex nature that we've we've relied on the government uh, as the single payer in Canada, um, that creates... Bottlenecks as, as, as we can see over here.
1: Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I want to get into wait times by specialty. I also want to give the numbers out again because I'm sure our listeners have their own stories about wait times and their own concerns. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And I am looking at uh, a table on the wait times by specialty. And the one with, whoa, the longest time is orthopedic surgery. And these are very common surgeries for people in our demographic. We're talking about hip replacements, knee replacements that I just mentioned. And is there an issue of a shortage of actual orthopedic surgeons here, Bacchus?
2: You know, I I don't know the answer when it comes to orthopedic surgeons in particular. Um, what I can say, however, is that Canada does have much fewer physicians across the board than most other countries with universal health care. Uh, in fact, another study that we did uh, where we compare Canada to other countries with universal health care, uh, Canada actually ranked second uh, second or third from the bottom uh, amongst the 28 countries that w- that we were looking at when it came to physicians for. Per 1,000 population, uh, and again, we were we were very very close to the bottom when it came to the actual availability of acute care beds. Now, which it's, apparently we're trying to use them as as best as we can, uh, but the fact of the matter is, we do have much fewer resources uh, than than elsewhere around the world.
1: Uh, Yeah. And I I just recently did a story on a big increase in the number of doctors. We're still below those averages. But recently, uh, we have seen a big uptick in the number of doctors, newly graduated doctors.
2: Well, you know, my the, the the research that I've done on that you know really leads to the conclusion that that increase is, is very very little and very very late. Um, Canada was actually on par with other countries with with universal healthcare till about I would say the late 70s, the early 80s, and then in the early 1990s there was a huge divergence uh, where the ratio of physicians per capita kind of stayed constant in Canada, but for the rest of the OECD countries kept increasing. Um, it seems like our government's kind of Realize the mistake and, and tried to fix it in the early 2000s, and we're starting to graduate more doctors. But again, because of the strange way that, that Canadian healthcare is, is structured and funded, um, there were reports, I, I believe, in 2012 and 2014 that were indicating that some of the doctors that were graduating could not actually get jobs again because of the, the the unique nature in which we we have an over-reliance on government so um yes the the physician per, per capita uh, population is is um, apparently is, is is increasing but uh, at the same time we're way way behind um other countries with universal health care um, and even when these doctors are graduating sometimes they're not actually getting uh, to actually practice
1: back is One thing I see here, which I think is a big bright spot, is that the shortest wait time is for cancer treatment, which is very urgent. What do you make of that?
2: You know, you're right. Um, uh, we are able to, you know, apparently the system is triaging correctly. Um, so we do have shorter wait times for uh, things like radiation and medical oncology. Uh, but even there, the wait time is is fairly long. It's it's about four weeks on average. Uh, and we have much longer wait times for things like orthopedic surgery, which was 34 weeks in Ontario. But at the same time, we also have very long wait times for things like neurosurgery. In fact, the the wait times just to get a consultation with a neurosurgeon um, in, in Ontario was 20 weeks. And, and that's a a, that's a really um, uh, critical, um, uh, critical surgery. I think there is a,
1: a, a shortage of neurosurgeons.
2: Possibly, um, mm-hmm. and, and and the thing is, even when it comes to something like like orthopedic surgery, just because it's not going to kill you, it doesn't mean that that gives the system the right to uh, make patients wait for 34 weeks on average. These are patients who may be in considerable pain, who may not be able to do their jobs properly, uh, and they're being asked to wait uh, for for um, two-thirds of a year in order to get that treatment.
1: Uh, there, There's no question that it affects certainly their outlook, and people who are in pain uh, can get depressed and, and have all kinds of other things happening to them. Uh, so we know, like, the, the Cancer wait times are under controlled general surgery. And oh, the other thing that's relatively good news, the other low wait time is for elective uh, cardiac surgery, which is also really important in terms of what you're able to do and not to do, even if it's elective.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, what, what we generally see is that counter system seems to be uh Fairly good when it comes to something that's a crisis something that you're going to die from immediately um, our system can jump into action and people do get treated although even you know even there we do have long wait times sometimes in the ER department the problem is that we're asking everybody else to wait considerably long, and we're not giving them any path for recourse. Um, importantly, it, it doesn't have to be this way. When we're looking at other countries like Switzerland, um, the Netherlands, Germany, uh, they have short wait times across the board, including for these treatments. So if we just look at the wait time for elective surgery, um, according to data from the Commonwealth Fund, 18% of Canadians reported waiting four, wait, four months or longer for treatment for medically necessary elective surgery. In Germany, that number was zero. Um, so it's not an either or situation. Uh, it's not a situation where in order to have short wait times uh, for things like uh, cancer treatment that we have to endure long wait times, there are ways to have shorter wait times across the board if we're willing to look at policy reform.
1: Um, yes, and, and there, uh, there, there are also, uh, you know, we're, it's, it's not all a question of throwing more money at the system. Uh, Backus, what would you say the most urgent area of reform is? Is that where you have the longest waits, like orthopedic surgery?
2: You know, I, I think kind of looking at it as a one-specialty-at-a-time um, approach uh, will not lead to the results that, that you'd like to see, which is an overall decrease in wait times. Uh, quite often what, what happens is is... Uh, politicians and policymakers commit money and efforts to one area only to see wait times balloon up in, in other areas. Really, what we have to look at is, is policy reform across the board, learning from the lessons um, from countries like Switzerland, Sweden, Germany, uh, and what they do differently compared to Canada across all the specialties.
1: Mhm. Uh I I know you're talking about private health care, but beyond that, uh do you see any other remedy for this because uh, there are a lot of people who say that we're just w- with the resources we have we are not managing them properly.
2: Well, that's definitely the case. Uh, the question is why that isn't happening. And and really it comes down to incentives uh you know the the involvement of private insurers and and hospitals are only one part of the equation and that is about the supply so when you have uh, private insurers and private hospitals you can increase the supply you have competition which is healthy um but on the other side all of these countries also expect patients to share in the cost of treatment now i know that's that's not a that's that's not something that's commonly talked about in canada but it is a standard feature for the countries with universal healthcare uh, that patients share in the cost of treatment whether it's public or private because it provides an important important um, uh, signal uh, that these are scarce resources to be used responsibly. And that's what equates the demand and the supply of that equation. And third, which is what really brings it all together, is the way that the hospitals are funded. In all of these other countries that are outperforming us, hospitals are actually funded according to activity. That means every time a patient comes in, the hospital actually gets money to treat that patient. In Canada, more generally, hospitals are funded by budgets. And and again, that's a consequence of the way that. We've structured it so that every time a patient comes in they actually are eating into the hospital's budget and 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 running that town it's it's really a combination of these three things it, you know absolutely you know just private is not the answer just cost sharing is not the answer and just uh actively based funding is not but these are three things that countries that perform better than us do differently. And until we start to look at them and see how that works in a Canadian context, I'm afraid we'll continue to see wait times rise just as we are right now.
1: Okay, well, uh, those issues will be fodder for many future shows. Bakas Barua from the Fraser Institute, thank you so much for being with us.
2: My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
1: Okay. And uh, that's all the time we have for today.